Welcome to the Global Dads Council podcast, where we discuss and debate the most pressing issues for fathers and men around the world. I'm Paul Sullivan, founder of the Company of Dads, coming to you from just outside of New York City. I'm Brian Tan, father of uh, four wonderful kids uh, from Singapore, and I helm the National Dads for Life uh, fathering movement in Singapore, together with the Center for Fathering in Singapore. Hi, uh, this is uh, Rupesh Bambwani. Um, I'm the founder of Cool Dads Club, uh, based out of Bombay, India. I'm a father of uh, two kids. Hi, I'm Hanson. I am based in the UK. I'm proud father to one since be eight-year-old and the founder of Daddy Life. We're, we're going to talk today about the concept of when you are a dad, literally being a dad. Now, obviously, you're once you you become a father, you're a dad you know, 24 seven, uh, for the rest of your life. That's just the nature of being a dad, but there's certain spaces in which it seems still in 2022 to be more open about being a dad and often work, uh, is not one of them. So I'm put the first question to Hanson. Hanson, you know, what, what stops, you know, men, what stops us from being a dad in, in the office or even a dad in the remote office, when we're working, what keeps us from being, you know, our full self and, and being a dad among our colleagues? I think what you just said there at the end, our full self is, is the critical phrase in that we've done a lot of work with organizations around unlocking dads at work and unlocking some of those safe spaces around more productive workforces, happier workforces, just just fundamentally better workplaces. Um, not just when it comes to dads, but working parents and carers as a whole. And I think the thing that's always interesting for me is, is in the UK, I don't know the proportions in the rest of the world, but in the UK, about 72% of our workforce are parents and carers. So it's a huge um, proportion in terms of GDP and economically. And that's why I think well-being and, and focusing on this group is becoming more and more and more prevalent. I think in the States, it's about 65%. It, it's not sort of far off. Um, and so what's interesting is that I think for so long, and we're still dealing with this, that culturally, there are a number of barriers at work. And I'm talking generalistic. I know some workplaces are better, some places not as good. But generally, there is still this belief, this cultural belief that dads should be at work right and i think there's a lot of things um certainly from a sort of generational point of view where dads and we often talk about dads in the boardroom so to speak who perhaps haven't parented in the same ways that we want to parent now and perhaps don't quite have the same sort of empathy around that shift um can sometimes pervade more of that barrier and so because of that cultural leadership it does create a bit of a fear factor, to be honest, for a lot of dads who want to do things differently. I think particularly the ones who are the sort of pioneers and taking that first step, even to sort of raise the hand and saying, well, actually, you know, can I have a different form of work? Can I do this sort of thing? Is it okay if I go to my kid's sports day? You know, I think there's a lot of cultural barriers there. And I think the thing that we're seeing in the UK is that for a younger generation of parents too, some of those barriers are actually even more intense because of the ways that um, they are measured, shall we say, for want of a better expression. 
I think some of those things can be even more extreme. So this is kind of a, not just a generational problem for us, but also for the next generation of parents as well. Um, so I think there's there's a couple of things within that to your question. One, there is something around the organizational barriers that I think we need to keep unlocking and actually keep showing why we need a change and a shift. But there is also something on dads themselves. And, and one of the things we often talk about in our dads groups is that how can we start to bring more of our dad identity to life and some of those things can be really subtle things and really small things, like even just talking about the fact that we're a dad. You know, how many men do that? I think there's still a lot of sort of let me keep that conversation at the door of the office and then only you know embrace it again after. But actually being more intentional with that conversation, you know, talking about what you did at the weekend or last night or Rupesh with his badminton and various things like it kind of starts to bring to life this sense that you are more than just a colleague. You're also a very proud dad. And those connections can start to really flourish and especially when you can start to connect with other working parents. And I've seen so many like employee resource groups start just from those conversations and they become organically something much bigger. And I think that's where we can start to really take advantage of, of the collective power, really, of working parents and carers. Yeah, and I agree. And it, it's when when the dads step up at work and say, you know, this is who I am, this is what I do, and even take it a step further, I need to take some time to be with my, you know, son or daughter to to do this, you know, the whole concept of <clears throat> leaving the office loudly, like leaving loudly, like, okay, I'm going, I'm off to the soccer football game. I'm off to whatever. And it, and it normalizes it because, you know, the corollary to this is without, you know, dads at work being dads, um, it makes it seem, you know, all the stranger or maybe more traditional, or it keeps you in that same box with women who are moms at, at work. And, you know, if you want equity, you need both sides to be able to, to, to parent. Um, you know, Rupesh, when you think about what's going on in, in India now, we've talked in previous podcasts about the sort of different dynamics in India, many people having a, a, a sort of extended family all, all helping out. But when you think about, you know, bringing your, your whole self to, to work and, and not just being, you know, what we call here in the United States, you know, the, the, the model worker, not just being the model worker, but, but being a human, going to work as a, a human. Is there something that you know, maybe is shifting or maybe has changed coming out of the pandemic as, as people, you know, saw a different side of themselves working, you know, from home for, for 18 to 24 months? Um, so, you know, there are actually two things out here. Um, one, uh, if you look at the pandemic, I think, you know, the pandemic was just a blip on the radar, a very temporary thing, uh, human behavior, you know, of, of men, of fathers, um is you know generational um so while i think pandemic may have created very slight shifts in how you know fathers are looking at you know family time but i think the general behavior uh and the cultural backgrounds where you know fathers come from uh you know plays a huge role so two important things the way i have seen it um mostly in the you know organizational culture uh one is um you know dads who tend to talk about you know uh, family or, or or children or taking them out for you know a doctor's appointment or being there for their wives when they have to go to a doctor or anything of that nature is uh, mostly seen as the guy is not aggressive at work you know the guy is not willing to put in his you know 100 percent at work right uh, you know 
if if in india you were to leave office at 4:35 in the evening um you can forget about the next race you know you can forget about the corner office right uh, i think it is the top down culture uh, which you know creates this you know huge barrier and because of which even if dads who are very desirous to you know show their softer side of you know being a dad uh, they don't want to risk it right because the risks of you know getting shoved aside are far higher when you uh, give priority or have conversations around you know family life mm-hmm. um the second thing is uh, it's about the content um you know if dads are involved in uh, their children's lives uh you know there will be more content to talk about but if you're not involved then uh you know what would you talk about on the you know lunch table with your colleagues you know you definitely you know move towards sports and business so i think it's you know both uh, dads need to do a lot of work uh, to get involved so that they're able to build the content on the conversations around it and secondly uh, it has to be driven as a cultural uh, you know mandate as well that's a good point and it's having something to talk about uh, around that and not just you know it's easy to revert to hey did you see that game last night it's you know a lot more, or to complain about your spouse that's a typical thing in the united states you know that's easy <laughs> to revert to you know there's a professor i did a podcast with uh, over at the company of dads many many months ago named Jamie Ladge and she's a professor in Boston Massachusetts in the US and she talked about the penalty that men face for being parents now it's well known the marriage penalty that you know women uh, the, the the maternity and the marriage penalty that, men, that women face but for men when they raise their hand to say you know i want to be a parent as you said rupesh it was seen as they were insufficiently committed to work but i want to raise this other issue and and put it out to brian and that is you know <clears throat> we're seeing here in the states that there are you know a number of people a lot of people who had um children like mine who one of mine who's right next to me here um they had children during the the pandemic and they became parents for the first time so they have a a very different before and after they had their before of being married and working and and commuting and doing whatever and then they had this period uh, in which they became parents and they were still working but they were able to work flexibly and now in the states when you know certain companies are asking people to come back 3 4 even 5 days a week into the office and they're bristling at it and these are people in their you know 20s and 30s new parents and they're saying look I don't need to do that. I was wildly productive before. And so Brian, I'm going to ask you, you know, with the fathering uh, organization that that you run in Singapore, have you seen this is is there a dichotomy there between, you know, parents, you know, in their late 30s and 40s versus parents in their late 20s and and early 30s? Yes, one of the things uh even without the pandemic, we're starting to see some shifts in um expectations of um of, of of how we bring uh, you know the dads role into the workplace um i'll say that for the slightly older dads uh we we are we are used to a certain model of you know dads are just uh, being able to focus at work right but increasingly we find that more and more uh of uh women are entering the workforce more and more families are dual income these days and we 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 are confronted with the need to have conversations at home about how we do how we share the role as parents as caregivers even for our parents and how we balance the work so no longer can we that's uh you know just uh, focus at work come back home and expect to rest because that's what 
our wives are doing too. And when we come back home, we're going to have to find a way to manage uh, the household chores, uh, care for the children, care for our parents. And when it comes to emergencies at work, uh, we both have to respond um, in the same way, right? I mean, on any given day, you, we could be responding to two different emergencies. I have four kids, uh, <laughs> two sets of uh, parents. Uh, yeah, so there are so many things that could happen. And, and that, sh- that partnership with my wife is so crucial. And a lot of uh, couples are starting to say face that. And then we bring in the layer that the, the layer of uh, the pandemic where we've, we've um, I would like to use the word, we enjoy having the ability uh, the, the ability to try something different, right? Try uh, bringing our integrated self, I mean, try integrating ourselves now, right? Because we have a dad at home, meet dad at work, meet dad at, in the community. And who looks at us all the time? Our kids will be seeing if all the three uh, dad scenarios or even dad as, uh, you know, a son to their, grand, to their grandparents uh, has to be integrated and we are, in a way, we have to find a way to to start becoming uh, living authentic lives with our children, yeah. uh, holding ourselves accountable to them. And I think that op- that opportunity um, allows us to 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 see new uh, to discover new possibilities with the way we work, the way we manage the things. And yes, now that we are uh, resuming normalcy uh, post pandemic, uh, when um, the old routine is starting to come in. Uh, we are starting to question what are the ways to um, ensure that, you know, as a company, as my company, um, continue to ensure that, you know, we are sustainable, we are profitable, but at the same time, we want to be able to give that flexibility for parents uh, in the workplace to be able to fulfill their roles and to live integrated uh, lives. These are the kind of questions that we're starting to to, to question uh, uh, one another and we're starting to hold each other accountable for how we lead at home as we do in the at at the workplace. Yeah. I love that idea of holding each other accountable. I want to give the last question to to Hanson. And that is um <clears throat> I think about you know a lot of initiatives, at least in the States, that some companies are are doing. And some of them are, you know, quite significant in making people feel comfortable, particularly consulting companies I'm finding and professional services companies where people don't need to, you know, be in the office. They, they can work from wherever they're trying to, you know, allow that space or have leaders talk about, you know, being uh, a parent. Um, but there are other firms, financial services firms, I mean, Goldman Sachs has talked about a lot where they want everybody back in the office, you know, five days a week. And that's just the way they, they do it. Um, and, I don't think that that approach is gonna gonna win out in the end. But when you think about this, Hanson, and the work you're doing with a lot of companies in in the UK and elsewhere, um, what role does the 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 HR department, the human resource department, or what role does the, the 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 manager play in allowing a man to be uh, a dad at work, and therefore, you know, normalizing the role for for all of his female colleagues that it's it's okay to be you know, uh, a, a father as well as a worker. What role are you seeing companies playing in that, Hanson? I think what you're you're talking about is essentially the difference of hierarchies of organizations. So, you know, from a departmental perspective, what, what we see is that a lot of HR teams as a whole, certainly in the UK, are starting to be more awakened to the importance of dads at work, not just for dads themselves, but also, as you were mentioning, for sort of family equality and equity. 
And I think a lot of it actually comes back to um, a piece of research we did with Deloitte back in 2019 that predicted a third of all dads, or we interviewed and we saw actually that a third of all dads who become a dad for the first time had actually left their jobs in order to find better work-life integration and balance. And then the third on top of that were um, actively looking to leave. And we followed that up with a dad's in lockdown um, study that kind of pretty similar rate actually and i think what we're seeing now is that dads don't necessarily leave loudly it suddenly becomes a cliff as in some of those signals towards exit for organizations aren't always obvious and so suddenly i think organizations have sort of seen a bit of a cliff edge when it comes to dads and actually there's a greater number looking at their options more so than ever before and I think we've seen that come to life. And so from an HR perspective, I think they're being more awakened to it. I think the line manager one is an interesting one because with line managers, obviously our day-to-day -day interaction is with those people and who can either unlock or block uh, a number of different progress areas. We've seen a huge difference in whether that line manager is a parent or not. And it makes a huge difference. And I think there is something about if for those who aren't necessarily in the same position or a similar position or can't necessarily empathize with that position, how to unlock some of that change. Um, and I'd be really interested to know, you know, from viewers of the podcast, their own experiences of that, because I think because that day-to-day -day interaction is normally with the line manager, the HR function can be a little bit detached from that day-to-day -day reality. And so that's why I think sometimes to be more intentional in terms of being a dad at work can sometimes just harness a bit more personal responsibility in terms of actually unlocking a bit more change in a wider network beyond just HR and beyond just your line manager. It might come back to those people eventually, but I think sometimes those conversations we can be a little bit more intentional with as well. Yeah, this that's a great way to wrap this up because I'm a big believer, you know, as a, in my previous life before starting the company, dad as a journalist for 25 years, a big believer in in showing, not telling. And as we've done this, you know, podcast for our viewers, you know, the four of us are, are, are playing sort of time zone bingo to get us all coordinated so we can get together. It's quite early in the States right now. And obviously my daughter's been in and out of this this podcast because she wants breakfast. Um, but it reminds me of, I'm sure you guys all remember that pre-pandemic, clip that went viral it was it was some guy I think he was an economist or something he was on the bbc and he was being interviewed and talking about x y and z and then his kids came into the room and literally his poor wife like jumps in behind do you remember this and she's like pulling the kid out of the screen because back then we couldn't even imagine you know if we're doing some sort of interview at our in our home office like to be interrupted that would seem you know, unprofessional. And I think hopefully now um, we're at a stage where it's just sort of the reality of this, you know, duality of, of working and living and parenting. And, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hopeful guy. Thank you all for joining me again on the Global Dads podcast. As Hanson said, please come find us all on LinkedIn where the four of us are, are quite active. We want your questions and we want you to inform uh, future podcasts. Thank you so much.